Hi there, I'm James Dapache and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are talking about an application for an interlocutory injunction. We have a plaintiff who's coming to the court. They're seeking the court's urgent help to stop something from happening. What's going on? Our plaintiff today is the president of an association. And an association is something similar to a company. So we'll call it an association today. But if I just plant that concept in your head, you'll know what we're talking about. Now, the association relates to educational issues of First Nations people in Australia. And the plaintiff today is the president of that association and that plaintiff has decades of experience in the area of education and has some expertise in this area. Now, the very minute thing we're dealing with today is the plaintiff trying to stop the meeting that the association intends to hold, potentially to deal with their removal. This meeting is set for a Sunday and this urgent application for interlocutory relief, stopping the meeting, is happening on the Friday afternoon just before the Sunday meeting. What the plaintiff is saying is that this is a scenario that meets the uh, court's test, as it were, for the granting of an interlocutory injunction. I'll give you a bit of background in a moment, but just so you know what that test is, in order to get the court to stop someone else from doing something, you need to prove essentially two things. One, that there is a serious question to be tried, right? That you're concerned and worried about a serious issue, firstly. Secondly, that the balance of convenience favours the court granting the injunction. Right? An injunction is pretty violent relief. It stops someone from doing something that they might have been planning to do. And that can interfere with people's personal lives or their business lives or, or any number of things. And so the court is not necessarily going to grant this sort of violent relief without being satisfied that the balance of convenience, that the practical factors are met. So I'll just plant that in your head. Serious question, balance of convenience when we're looking for an interlocutory injunction. Now, Today, our plaintiff, our president, has been the subject of some complaints that are made by members of the management committee of the association. And the nature of those complaints is, uh, in short, poorly particularised with respect, uh, but it also relates to apparent misuse of association funds by the president, the plaintiff today. Um, using their credit card in situations that are alleged to be inappropriate for paying for things like family members to attend certain conferences, uh, accommodation that was unnecessary, this sort of thing. So um, with respect, we're not playing for sheep stations, but um, there is a concern about the credit card charges that the president has incurred on their credit card, which of course the association would in the normal course of things pay for. Concerns about those payments. But crucially, those concerns are not particularly well particularised. Now, there's a motion for no confidence that happens in the President's absence in December 2022. Um, that is then dealt with by the time we get to January 22. I withdraw that, January 23. Uh, and then we get to this period in early Feb 2023, where the association says, we've got a meeting set for Sunday. This meeting's going to be, be about getting rid of the President. And it's that Sunday meeting that we're talking about today. What happens is that the president, the plaintiff, um, today wants to prevent that meeting happening. They are actually in hospital at the time of this Friday afternoon application, and they're very likely to be in hospital at the time the meeting is to take place. And so we come to those questions. Is there a serious question to be tried? 
In short, to spoil the ending, the court says, yes, there is a serious question to be tried. And the nature of that serious question is that an inference arises, the court finds, from all the um, surrounding details um, that the plaintiff is afforded um, procedural fairness or should be afforded procedural fairness in relation to this process, right? They should be given the opportunity to understand the criticisms that are made and then to meet those criticisms, including by preparing for any meeting where those criticisms might be made. Now, what the court finds is, yes, there is an obligation for the association to afford procedural fairness, and no, the idea of holding such an urgent meeting with so little detail on the criticisms when the plaintiff is going to be in hospital uh, is not affording the plaintiff procedural fairness. Is there a serious question to be tried? Tick. There's also a question as to whether um, the proposed meeting is in breach of the constitution of the association, but that issue isn't particularly strongly pressed um, because the serious question's already been met on that procedural fairness point, if all that makes sense. Balance of convenience, right, practical steps. So the court then considers, right, if we're going to grant this injunction, if we're going to order this relief, we're going to be stopping the association from doing something it originally wanted to do. Preventing someone from doing something, that's pretty violent relief. Does the balance of convenience weigh in favour of it? The comparisons are made in part between the position of the plaintiff and what is revealed, or sorry, what the evidence suggests is that the plaintiff's position as president, if that position is removed, the plaintiff's other employment might be put at risk as well, and so their income might be put at risk. There'd be big reputational risks, as you might imagine, of someone getting canned as president of an association on the basis of allegations of improper conduct. That's a big risk. Uh, and indeed, the court also highlights a risk for the association itself. The association relies on external funding that the president takes credit for around $20 million of, just, just by the way. But in, in essence, it relies on ex funding from external sources. And if there is a suggestion that corporate governance is engaged with in a way that denies people like the plaintiff procedural fairness, then there's this risk that the court suggests that the defendant will have more difficulty getting funding in future. And so the court highlights um, serious risks for the plaintiff and indeed those funding risks, if we can describe them that way, for the association if the meeting is allowed to go ahead. Now the court also notes that the association is not likely to lose money or you know, lose a substantial amount of money or be put at much risk uh, because you know, the plaintiff isn't going to go out and stay in hotels and you know, send family members to conferences if they're sick in hospital. Right? So um, the court says, look, these significant risks for the plaintiff and also the association can be balanced against the relatively low risk um, if the meeting was delayed and the court says based on firstly the serious question having been met and those balance of convenient issues that yes the injunction will be granted and so what we find is that the plaintiff causing their lawyers to go make that urgent Friday afternoon application succeeds in preventing that Sunday meeting. I hope that assisted you and I look forward to talking again soon uh, over another coffee and in respect of another case note. Cheers.